How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Uh, not amazing. I I cooked myself some dinner, but I made like some nice breaded chicken, but probably used a little bit too much oil. Mm. And then I also had some kimchi, and I also had a banana. So my stomach is has no idea what's going on. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. I had some Popeyes earlier, and uh, that's pretty heavy. But it's not the only thing that's pretty heavy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that's a rough transition. Um, that's a that's a really rough transition, right? But that's what yeah. we specialize in. Yeah. So obviously, like we do this week to week. Uh, this is our talk cast episode for the month, where we kind of just gabbing about random subjects usually in the space of gaming mm-hmm. um, with some other banter but with the recent events we kind of just wanted to at least acknowledge uh, the events that happened recently with George Floyd mm-hmm. uh, and the officers in Minneapolis is it? Yeah. Um, obviously a fucking travesty I don't think anybody can deny that or people can but they are dumb and have some very biased racial opinions. Uh, any type of violence against people coming from the police is not the correct way to go about it. Mm. And this was a blatant murder slash lynching. Um, I don't want to talk too, too much about it mm-hmm. because I am by nowhere, by no means uh, a good resource on this topic. Um, if anybody doesn't know, I'm a fucking white guy. Uh, <laughs> and I'm also <laughs> not the most informed individual. I've mm-hmm. been kind of bubbling myself for a bit between one, I'm slightly antisocial to begin with. Two, I got, I guess it was dumped. We weren't officially boyfriend, girlfriend dating a while back. And I, it's just easier for me to like constrict my circle. Oh, I don't need to think about this. I can just worry about myself. I don't need to think about so-and-so. I don't see them. I can worry about myself. And my bubble has been continuously shrinking to the point of somebody posted on Discord, oh, hey, you have to wear a mask outside. It's a PA state law mm-hmm. for coronavirus. And that was news to me because I was literally ignoring everything. Um, yeah. But I want to be more vigilant and aware of what's going on in my community, even though this is not my direct community. Right. These are other people, other human beings um, in the United States who I should remotely give a fuck about because they are people. Um, So I just want to say there are a lot of resources out there. uh, If you want to get informed and support black lives matter being an obvious name to go to, uh, they have a website much better resources and can speak to things much better than we can. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we'll put some stuff in both the description and probably the Facebook post uh, when this episode goes up too. Yeah. Hmm. Which is the future. So future me. Remember to do that. <laughs> I was I was ready to like step in as I often do, like to interrupt you and like cut you off and keep you from finishing a thought, as is the way tradition of the episode, right? Um, but you I mean I agree with everything you said. Uh we uh to be frank, we spent like what, probably an hour and a half talking about this, trying to figure out how best to touch on the subject. And it's really hard. It's really difficult because usually we're just jokers and really funny. And are we really? F- I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, t- our goal is to entertain. This is a fun outlet for us to do week to week. Mm-hmm. And we hope occasionally uh, somebody accidentally clicks this and is entertained for the two minutes they listen to it. Yeah. And it's like I'm, I'm in a similar spot. I don't do I don't feel like I impact the movement. I have my you know beliefs and, you know, I believe in institutional change and I see this as a murder and like the, these are truly my beliefs, but I'm not the person to do anything. That's a fault in me, <laughs> right? But I, I don't change my life, my impact, anything like that. Um, we were talking about Facebook and how, um, you know, it's you, you can change your picture. You know, you can post a some encouraging words. You can do something like that. And it feels like platitudes. It feels like you're just appeasing your own guilt in the society or maybe trying to get some positive reinforcement yourself. And the fact is those little gestures matter when a bunch of people are doing them. We live in a society as it turns out. And the society has some serious problems and societies change when people change. Um, So even though it's not super significant, and there are more significant things you can do, those little platitudes actually add up. Um, And so we encourage people to do what they can, and we will. And then we'll go back to trying to be funny. Can I real quick, just before we go back to the the entertainment? Mm -hmm. So there's uh, Run the Jewels recently. Great, great fucking band. Uh, drop their fourth album it's not actually released released that you can buy it but it is out on spotify and it is free to listen to on youtube as well and youtube thankfully has the uncensored version so i can hear the correct swears for the situation Hmm. uh in their which uh sixth song on the album walking in the snow in verse two killer mike says i'm just paraphrasing this uh line here so it's not to read the whole verse and you're so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on TV. The most you gives a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. And this is talking about obviously George Floyd's murder and how people kind of go on social media and just say, what a terrible thing that happened. And then mm-hmm. it's so easy to go back to our day to day lives and ignore it and this is something i'm definitely guilty of for other events in the past um but i don't think that any of those things in the past and let alone this thing is something that we should just do one (sighs) give it like the sauron's eye focus for a time The, the the entertainment uh attention span don't give it a fleeting glance and say 
hashtag sad and then go about your business. Um, I think the president uses that one also. That one's, that's yeah, I, it's because he's a shit. <laughs> we're not going to go into all the details of that either. Um, yeah. But please uh, do some research. Um, please look into this a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not forget what happened here. And let's try and be better as a society and treat everybody with the respect they deserve. Yeah. That was the next verse, right? But truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy. So replace it with apathy. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, if nothing else, even if you're not out there on the streets, you can resolve to be a better person in this and just resolve not to lose your empathy and to maintain that care and love for your fellow human beings. And that's what's going to get us through it. Until next time. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to cut it there because I'm just going it's to. A, it's a heavy topic and it's. It is. You could be discussed in much greater detail with. And it has been. And people. it will be. Yeah. But uh, to hard cut into some of the other content that we have prepared. Um, Dota 2 has at last released their battle pass. I can tell you're really excited about it. I, I wrote I wrote some notes for this. I'm ready to tear into this thing. So I will say, uh, as somebody who still plays Dota 2, um, I did get the battle pass because uh, I like supporting Dota 2 because I've been playing it on and off for probably a couple of years. And the game is free by default, uh, but they have the battle pass to kind of incentivize people spending money to contribute toward the prize pool for mm-hmm. the next international. Um, and Which then isn't players can... That's true. Yeah. Obviously, do with uh, COVID 19, uh, TI10 is currently postponed until a later date. And it's more viable because to have that many teams and like a crowd and, you know, to have like ticket sales for an event that people can go to mm-hmm. uh, probably be very cumbersome to try and do online. They have had some online tournaments yeah. uh, in the past, but obviously a lot harder to orchestrate. All right, but that's that's what a battle pass is. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this specific battle pass? So I, I, I had some notes here because I did take a look at it and credit where credit's due. Valve puts most of their work into Dota happens around these battle passes. Um, our, around the international and the battle pass in particular is where a lot of this yearly content comes out. Uh, other games use different release cycles. Overwatch usually does stuff around major events. Mm-hmm. Um, for Valve and Dota 2 in particular, they front load all of that into the Battle Pass, um, which makes it a really exciting time for people playing the game. And the fact that this Battle Pass lasts so long, I think will actually uh, give a lot of people time to earn some of these rewards without dropping a lot of money on it. And that being said, there is a lot of potential money to drop on it. And as always, like, I think Valve is anticipating people will do that. So Um, one, yeah, definitely. The prize pool each year has been consistently going up where mm -hmm. they kind of target higher and higher things. Uh, The concern from a lot of the community has been too much emphasis is put into TI. So it's really only those top tier teams competing. So if you're like a tier two or tier three team in the scene, you could still be like a legit competitive team. But 
there's not as much incentive for you to do a major tournament when the prize pools are so low in comparison. There's not as much money for the teams year round. So it's not as sustainable for them. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, obviously to have it pushed back. Um, but I feel like valve is always going to make their money off of this. I tried to briefly look up the, uh, the price price pools. It's been, it's been pretty crazy. I don't have hard numbers here. Last year was Um, 34 mil. I think yeah, 34 million, which I believe every year has surpassed the previous year. Um, and basically set the world record every single time. Um, the first time was a crazy, uh, surprise. Um, I don't think valve expected that much money to show up. And then every battle pass since then has been more and more front loaded, uh, with content and promised content. Um, largely because they make more money off of Dota than anything else they do besides steam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause they still make content for Dota, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, they periodically touch on TF2, but yeah, Dota, Dota is very much their cash cow. And also, you know, obviously a solid game. I don't want to undersell it, uh, but from a financial perspective, it's very profitable for them. Um, now yeah. here's my gripe. Okay. My gripe is there's some really cool stuff in this one. Um, and that's not a great gripe. Another gripe <laughs> is that there's some really cool stuff in it. And since I'm not buying the battle pass, I'll never have it. And that's my gripe. No, the, uh, the, the real thing is um, in particular point, there's a couple price points here. I wanted to mention um, if you just bought the levels. So you're like, I'm doing the full whale approach. And I'm not playing trying to level up your battle pass because that's one of the mechanics, right? You can get levels in game by playing the game. Yes. Um, there are like little achievements you can get to get points to level up your battle pass. Then there's other little mini content as you go to incentivize mm-hmm. you to keep playing. Or if you want to rush it out, because they do have things that like certain levels, you, which you would have to grind a little bit for by a bit actually mean a lot yeah um, if you're playing well, the game regularly like three times a day it's not that crazy but even i who play who plays semi-consistently i'm not usually dropping three hours a night it's yeah. more like five hours a week <laughs> it's more like five hours a night. <laughs> <laughs> i just um, keep losing <laughs> but uh some of these price points um roughly converted to if you just bought the levels uh at the, the, the more you spend, like any loot boxes or anything like that, the more you spend in a single purchase, the more efficient as far as in-game battle pass levels are mm-hmm. concerned. Uh, it's $90 for the uh, anti-mage reskin, the female one. I think her name's like Clay or something like that. can't remember. Okay. What a weird um, name, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not actually Clay. It's like... It's something like that. Fact check me while I look this up. Uh, But yeah, $90 for that. It's about $200 um, to get a uh, Wraith King Arcana, uh, which reskins him as Skeleton King. And this one particularly bothers me, but I'll get back to it. And then it's just shy of $300 in order to unlock the Wind Ranger Arcana. Um. Did you find your name? I, I found a dumb joke, which was if anti-nages 
real name and he's a guy uh-huh. is Magina or Magina, yeah. then the female <laughs> anti-mage name would be the, and it's just a dash. And that's a, a dumb joke on Reddit. That is what we've done. Uh, so I didn't find the actual name. Oh, sorry. I'll swap out for you. But this is this is my gripe. Um, $200 price point for Wraith King to turn him into Skeleton King. This bothers me because when the game launched, Wraith King was Skeleton King. Wow, what a hard and poignant... <laughs> I don't... Well, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, this, is, this isn't new content to me. This is playing off people's nostalgia. It's like... They literally could just undo it and he'd be a low-poly Skeleton King. Well, it's free. not like they made a low-poly Skeleton King. Like, it's... Hmm. It is an actual skin arcane, and they did do cool things with it. Um, in general, a lot of the bought content in Dota 2 is just skins and cosmetic. Hmm. Um, are they playing off nostalgia? Sure. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I played Dota 1 back in the day in the Warcraft 3 in high school during my networking class, but I don't give a shit. That's me personally, <laughs> though, right? Yeah. Um, even like the the IO Arcana for the companion cube. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Um, I just I appreciate it. Right. right. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to drop money on something just for it. Typically. Yeah. It's just cosmetics are a cool way to increase your investment in a game. So like when I'm playing a certain character, I want to have my coolest cosmetics so I can show off while I'm styling on people. Mm-hmm. And then if they beat me and I lose, they know that I feel really bad about it because of how tricked out my character is. Right. Um, yeah. You're just like, I should be better <laughs> for the amount of money I spent on this game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it may, there are obviously higher points to get to. Uh, a lot of people I know, like I bought the level 50 battle pass. Mm-hmm. So normal battle pass is 10 bucks. You just get it. You're level zero. I spent like $30 to get the one at level 50 starting point. Yeah. But I know a bunch of people who are already at 100, 300. Somebody was yeah. at like 500 because mm-hmm. they spent a lot of money up front and that's what they want to spend their money on. That's fine. Right. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's for anything. It's how much you value that you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like I would spend good money on a nice meal. Um, maybe every once in a while. So I'm like, I'm getting something out of it. I'm getting right. enjoyment value. But at the same time, I'll also eat a can of Chef Boyardee and not give two shits. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's three, three possibly if you're eating Chef Boyardee. Three cans? <laughs> no, three poops. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I guess my uh, point here is like this is the first battle pass I saw that really took off. It might have been the first battle pass, actually. Um, it's pretty common in games to have something like a battle pass. And admittedly, this one goes over a long time. So if you're like a consistent Dota player and you're still not spending money on levels, presumably you can unlock a lot of this stuff. But like the subreddit has a bunch of complaints about people feeling that they're ripped off about some of these auxiliary mechanics like recycling and uh, um, 
Crystal Maiden's Wheel and all this other stuff. Um, and for me, my issue with it isn't just that there's like cosmetics and you can pay money for that. I think that's fine. I mean, I spend money on Overwatch periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be the biggest hypocrite <laughs> right? if I, uh, you know, ra- railed against that. It's that this one is so expensive by comparison. Like one of the reasons I quit Hearthstone was because when I was playing that and a new expansion dropped, I was like, slap down $150 so I could get most of the cards in the set. And then like, I look at the valve battle pass and it's like $150. What are you poor? (laughs) You know, like there's some, there's some stuff in there that's very expensive and they treat it like a Kickstarter. Like a lot of these rewards are things for things that aren't in the game yet, but they're going to be made and developed. They're like stretch goals. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of weird that they have... Like, one of the things is a toy pudge, where it's kind of like a cloth... What is it? A Raggedy Ann doll? Yeah. It's in that style. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's planned, but not released yet. Yeah. That's just Valve, like the female anti-mage skin, I believe. Is that way as well? Yeah, that one's not in game yet. I think it's just the Wraith King that's in right now. Mm-hmm. The Skeleton King. Yeah, and like some of the, it's not like Valve always releases stuff really quickly. I think the previous years, there was one year where the Arcana winner, so they have this big vote and people have this head-to-head. I think it was like Rubik versus Pudge or something like that one year. Uh, or maybe it was Quop. I don't remember. But um, the winner took a year <laughs> before the Arcana got in the game. Yeah. So it's just like, you're not guaranteed these things will be available very quickly either. I don't know. I think Valve sometimes rides uh, on the goodwill people have for them uh, a bit more than I'm comfortable with. And I say that fully knowing, again, that I like Blizzard games and they've oh, like rounded mm. into the ground, right? Like <laughs> they're now on the saddle that was previously on the back of the goodwill <laughs> and the saddle is resting on the ground. <laughs> I think there's nothing left there. It's like, so I've had a, I was going to say biannually. No, I've had a yearly Halloween party for the past couple of years. That's uh, the holiday I stole. And I like hosting because one, I can dress slutty and make my friends uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And also I get to drink and socialize, which is fun. Yeah. Um, but it would be the equivalent of me at hopefully get to have another party this year uh, and actually have people there physically without masks and within six feet. <laughs> if I just like throughout the party, it's like, hey, remember, remember that first party I threw? Man, oh, good times. <laughs> uh, I have a donation jar over there. If you guys want to chip in for pizza or anything, just like, it's fine. It's fine. No. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's. Blizzard is obviously doing that egregiously, uh, and they they fucking suck in my book. Currently, um, they need to step up their thing and not just try and recycle old things. I understand there's a lot of nostalgia. Um, you can get good value out of remakes, and certain things are enjoyed again or enjoyed in a new way. Like Final Fantasy VII Remake, I know mm-hmm. certain people have issues with it, but a lot of people also got a lot of enjoyment out of it a chance to kind of relive their childhood and not the shittiest graphics of all time. Mm -hmm. 
the the well, comedic polygons, well, right? Let's be fair. Like a fourth of their childhood. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This goes back to like playing off of some of that nostalgia and like they're spacing out the game like they did with like the fucking Hobbit movies and like yeah. we'll have it in multiple parts. And that's another reason it kind of I lost interest. I looked at some of the reviews for that. The Amazon reviews. Yeah. Final Fantasy Seven. And it's not great. Like they've lost basically a full star and the negative reviews are because people bought the game and they didn't realize that it was. I don't like think it was section. heavily advertised as that at all. No, it's apparently a sub it's a sub part on the back of the box. Now that's, that is, that is a very shitty thing to do. That is shady yeah. marketing in my book. And the top of the front is just final fantasy seven remake. It's not part one. <laughs> it's not like the prologue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's something that like a lot of people found out through YouTube videos of playthroughs or reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm not sure if it's, if you're like looking at to buy it on Amazon or order it digitally, if that information is readily available to you, yeah. but it does seem, does seem kind of misleading for sure. I mean, I didn't know for like a long time. I legitimately asked other people who had bought it and were playing it like, because they talked like, Oh, I beat it. And here are some of the last things I experienced. And I'm like, you mean the things at the beginning of the game? <laughs> what are you talking about? Act one? I remember act one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's almost, it's almost the new DLC in a way. People are super pissed off about DLC. And now it's just like, how much content are we actually getting for the money we're dropping into these games as a service? Yeah, over time. it it really depends. And I think it's exactly a case-by-case basis. Because there are definitely examples of things where even if it's not the most cost-effective thing, if I deem it to be valuable, I'm going to get enjoyment out of it for playing this game. Right. Um, I'll definitely check some stuff out. Whether it's just, oh, a character pack. Oh, some cosmetics are cool. But for me, it needs to not be the price of another game. Mm-hmm. Um to do and i need to actually then play that game like i'm not going to get the dlc for something if i'm only going to play for two hours you know right which is why i'm still holding off on iceborne wait for me rachel i'm coming (laughs) eventually i'm coming and i'm gonna probably switch back to bow because hammer is the slowest fucking thing i mean i don't i don't i tried bow i don't even know how you do it also, Justin, I, I mentally heard you go, whoa, I'm going to be playing with you two, and I'll endure your beratement of how I don't have an item loadout. Sorry, Jake. Oh. Sorry about that. I will switch off to the hammer. <laughs> In this case, fill the gap, because hammer is awesome. One of the best weapons, but it's no lance. All right. Since we're on DLC space and to derail from your notes, right. uh, do you still have an interest in playing Iceborne? I know we played some Monster Hunter back in the day, Yeah, and we had had an episode on it. We did. We had an episode. I like this is pretty much the game about PlayStation 4 4. 4 4? No, it was just a single 4. Um, and I mean, I think Monster Hunter was my game of the year that year. Mm-hmm. It was just legitimately amazing. Uh, I'm kind of surprised on myself for having not picked up Iceborne at this point, but I think I have spent enough time in deep meditation to realize what the reasoning was. And it's just, I've got a lot of games to play. Like, I'm having fun playing games that are coming out that I'm picking up. And Monster Hunter was a game where it's just like an, a social experience yeah, uh, at its core. 
best enjoyed with people and also it's a, a lot of time spent yeah. even if you're not trying to grind out all the nitty gritty and become best in class as far as gear mm-hmm. uh, it's still a decent amount of time now there's oh, yeah. a lot of content in there for sure but throughout the week i usually want to play some games with people i've been delving back into like some single player skyrim just to dick around yeah, I, I saw you had that open for the last like three days. Yeah, it's mainly that's up while I'm either listening to podcasts or for the first time in a while listening to news. Yeah. Skyrim is a great podcast game. I think like the last two or three times I went back to Skyrim, I paid no attention to ongoing dialogue. In I the don't game even have literally. audio on in the game. <laughs> yeah. I'm just it's running around with a big hammer, uh, just knocking for. Forlorn, mm-hmm. I want to say Forsaken, Forsworn, yeah, Forsworn, um, and Falmer, and anybody who gets like a red pip on my map, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you attacked a chicken the one time, so that town's dead. You know, <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really just trying to level stuff up. I'm just exploring. I'm not doing main quest even yet. Um, you can pretty I much just, skip that, though. As I've said, I like doing RPGs. I like the progression of levels and stats. Um, so that journey is what it is for me. But beyond that, eh. It's just kind of a passive game. The only reason I ever did main quest past like the first playthrough was just to get Dragonrend. That's it. But Dragonrend is a heck of a shout. Oh, Dragonrend was the um, Skyrim spoilers. I'm going to forget to put this in the description. Dragonwind is the thing you get by um, using the Elder Scroll to go back in time and see how the old Nords fought the dragons. And they developed this shout that was taken from or given to them by Parthenax. And it's, you shout it up in the air, and if it hits the dragon, it's a big like cone. If it hits the dragon, uh, it, they're surrounded by a blue aura and forced to land. They have to go to ground until Dragon Rune runs out. What what I love about that is when you say forced to land, it's not like sky shot or anything else where it's like mm-hmm. a tethered and they get pulled down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You make it seem like they're crash landing a plane. Like, we've got to land. Yeah. Like one of the fucking engines went out and they're just going. That's literally it, though, because there is there is an animation in that game. So if you injure a dragon's wing. Uh-huh. And it's near certain surfaces. I think they just literally have some programmed in the game. It will like crash into the ground. Oh. Literally get like partially buried and then like climb out or whatever and keep fighting you, but won't be able to fly. But it Dragon Rain doesn't do that. It just is like you must land at the nearest convenience space. <laughs> it's just like the radio operator <laughs> from the tower. We're coming in for a water landing, but that's okay because this is a water plane. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But yeah, that's nice because then you don't have to worry about dragons flying away and you can just poke them with sticks. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I see you have in the notes here a uh, system shock demo. Yeah, uh, I heard you played that. So before you say this, okay, uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to put this on here and then I'll talk about it. And Dave went out of his way looking at some of these notes in advance, seeing a demo taking an interest in games that I have an interest in plays system shock. What a man. Can I put in my two cents? 
Sure. I fucking hated it. <laughs> so I had heard of System Shock, obviously, from lore days of that's a certain things like Deus Ex and mm-hmm. Bioshock yeah. and these immersive sims, kind of their progenitor. I never played the original, but they had this demo for. I get. Is it a remake or is it a? It, it's it, it is technically a remake, but it's a relatively small team that just kind of has the IP is my understanding. Okay. And it's not like they're doing a remaster. They're just trying to capture some of the essence of it, but the game's in like Unity versus like Quake or whatever the original yeah. one's in. Um Grant I want I will preface it is in alpha. It is yeah. completely in alpha. Um I think they just wanted some early feedback from people and that's fine. Uh but for me there was nothing in the game. Mm-hmm. at least at this point, either stylistically or anything that's going on to make me remotely give a shit about it. Yeah. A- again, it is alpha, but everything felt kind of repetitive and generic. Mm-hmm. There's probably yeah. not a whole lot of content in the game at this point. Um, also, the voice acting seemed kind of like Jake called me on his phone but was wearing his corona mask at the same time. <laughs> and he just was lackadaisical about aliens being on the ship. Like Yeah. I have I have here as a sub as a, a point. Voice acting varies from good to pretty lifeless. And I stand by that. Like it's and this is this is one of the red flags for me. Is voice acting doesn't necessarily get better as a game is developed. Those are recorded lines. Um, now I could go back. I played like System Shock Two, not like the original one. And maybe they're really just trying to be true to form to those old games where like your voice acting crew were people like within walking distance of your block. <laughs> like, of the oh yeah, you just had like. <laughs> uh, can Tim do this? Tim, get in here quick. Tim's like, I just do the graphics. Tim, we need you <laughs> yeah. read a couple of these lines. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be that as well. But, but there's no excuse. One of the reasons I want to damn that so much is so like let's say you have a game with a silent protagonist and just text. Oh. Essentially um a virtual book if you will. Right. You can virtual infer book. that world completely to your imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Um and that's kind of what it's running off of entirely, but as soon as you inject a voice you are adding a personality and a definitive, this is what we have intended for it. So when you have shitty voice acting mm-hmm. and it's like just not believable characters, it becomes a lot more meme Um So essentially it's going to force the immersion one way or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are some games where like the voice acting is so fucking good. I didn't necessarily like other parts of the game, uh, yeah. but I was very invested in the universe because of that. Darkest Dungeon. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I, I, I mean, I don't want to disparage it entirely. Some of the lines. So I actually died before completing the demo because uh, I got swarmed a little bit at the end and I overestimated how much health I had. But and unfortunately, you have to start from the very beginning. If that happens, heads up. Um, there were some good lines in there and I was like, man, these actually make me more disappointed because the good lines were like, it is possible you could have attained this. It's not all people talking in monotone. Um, I, I you, you were talking about how 
someone was like in danger and they had like a monotone voice. I remember that exactly. I remember the specific point I picked up a dialogue after like a hallway of enemies and they're like, Oh my gosh, Jim's dead. And I'm like, is he dead though? He doesn't sound dead. And if he is dead, you didn't care that much. Um, I don't know. Voice acting. You have to get right. Yeah. A lot of other things can be, I don't know. Uh, a game is always going to be a ton of parts. Uh, but one thing, when one thing kind of stands out in a negative way, it becomes a glaring fault. Yeah. So you actually played this before I did because I was going to play this. I played this like over the weekend or something. Or I, I had a semi productive day where I was like, I'm going to do podcasts. Pos, po- can't even say the fucking thing i do i'm gonna I'm do gonna podcast do stuff okay. really. yeah, no, it's- um, <laughs> um, so i was like oh i'll check the notes early because mm-hmm. jake has been the one doing the notes for the past year and uh <laughs> i just wing it um but i thought i would check it out because it was free it is on gog so i did have to get an installer it is also on steam oh it's on steam I, now yeah i didn't have that note in there I found out, but it's been on Steam since like January. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So either of those works. Um, what's what was interesting to me here is I you reach out to me on Discord and you're just like, I hate this. And I'm like, oh man, that kind of sucks because like I enjoy System Shock. So Dave what? and I just have really different opinions about games. And then I played it and I was like, man, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I biased you in any way. I think if you would have just played it on your own, I would have played it. Oh, yeah. You'd have been like, what do you think? We would have just said, like, mm, nah. I was ready to, like, fight you on it until I actually played it. And I was like, ah, oh, man, the enemies are super generic and they don't, they don't feel that good. And most of this gameplay is very samey. So here's, here's, here's the gripes from someone who knows System Shock, or at least System Shock 2. Mm-hmm. They don't give you any powers in the demo. And powers were the one thing that Bioshock really took from System Shock. The idea that you're mutating your character in some way, you're getting abilities. There were technology in System Shock instead of like evolution, but same idea. Um, that was like the core concept. They literally give you an energy bar and they only let you use it to fire a gun <laughs> that runs off the energy. And so I'm just like, none of the depth that could have resulted from having these different augments like Deus Ex. Deus Ex is a game that uses the system really similarly to how System Shock did. None of that depth is there because there's no powers. Um, and you feel it. You feel you feel it's missing. Yeah. And the combat feels, at least at this point, very runescape yeah. By that, I mean you're taking turns hitting each other Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, that's where Skyrim is right now for me. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't feel great. But There's again, only... it's still early stages. But it was not the best showing by any means. And here, here's the gripe I have, actually. Because I am all for giving games a pass while they're in alpha, while they're in beta, whatever. This is a demo. Which means they want people to play this game, presumably. Or else they wouldn't have made it freely available. And for the life of me, I can't understand why. Because, to rant, I think this game has a lot of potential. There's a lot of cool stuff in here. By the end of it, the game started to get a little more difficult. I found myself getting like a little bit invested. 
and all of these good aspects could have been massively magnified if the rest of the game was up to snuff was developed if i wasn't playing an early dev version of it but instead it's going to decrease my chance of buying the game it's going to like tint my opinion of the game for its duration and i have no idea why this is out there unless they literally just needed investor money like why give people a bad first impression i don't know i i think it does go back to what i was saying about they want some degree of early feedback from the consumer that's why a lot of things would go on early access um so it can they can a possibly get some money early to have it be iterative because people provide feedback and direction and also will bug test some things for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I keep clipping through the wall on floor two by the one gunman. Yeah. Okay. We've tested that, found the issue, fixed it. Some free QA, right? But why not, I guess, have early access in that case? Like I'd be more willing to give an early access game of the past than a game that releases a demo of an early alpha version. Cause if early access, you you're like, you're telling people this oh, no, is not I ready. Yeah. Back in my day, demos yeah. were something you could do on essentially at Walmart. Uh, you'd grab the hard locked in controller that had just like a little bit of wiggle room, but you just yeah. uh, stood in place and latched on and you played through like a mission and you had one boss. That's how it was. And then yeah. you're like, this looks fun. Mom, I would <laughs> like to save up my allowance for this. Yeah. Um, and then you, re- you look around and you realize your mom has left because <laughs> you spent the last hour and a half <laughs> holding on to this controller. Yeah, that was fun. Where, like your mom was nearby. You initially knew where your parents were. And then you're uh-huh. just like, after you got done, you're like, oh, I got to find my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I legitimately, I mean, I guess a lot of us probably were, but go to Walmart, find the one unused controller. Sometimes it's the crappy game, let's be honest. Yeah. But then your parents are just like, you good? And I'm just like, yep, I'm good. Come back before you leave. (laughs) And then just sat there, you know, it was a different time. Now those are just coronavirus dispensers. Yeah. Trying to think of, I've even seen those and I've been at stories in the past past a little bit hand sanitizers or no just like um having the controller plugged in for something i think they still have it like walmart electronics now admittedly it's been a little while since i was at walmart because i'm scared of it but um it's too many people um i don't know where my closest one is and usually if i want like groceries i'm gonna go to a grocery store specifically yeah if i want something else specifically i'm gonna go to that specific store rather than hitting all bases at once Mm -hmm. home run that's what they call it hitting all the bases at once (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah i don't know we'll see i hope that that game sees massive improvement system shock uh because it's a classic series and i would like to see number two and i would like to see shodan make me really terrified again and I don't know. It was great. And I want it to be great. Maybe it won't be, though. We'll see. Yeah, I'm always going to have a soft spot for kind of deeply world-built transhumanist things. Uh, Mm -hmm. Basically, I'm waiting for 2077 to come out as my next 
Uh, Muse. I'm going to see how many consecutive days off my company will allow me to take <laughs> when 2077 comes out. Because now there's no conflict with a, a wedding, a dear beloved friend's wedding. Uh, friends with, I guess, the S and then the apostrophe. So it's what multiple you, friends. You're friends with both people in the wedding. Both people, yeah. Uh-huh. You could have said friends it. wedding. That would yeah. that could have been implied. <laughs> uh, yeah, that probably would be the easier way to say that. huh? Mm. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, There's some other things that have come out recently. So this is something I didn't realize. Um, sea of Thieves came out on Steam. I watched it a little bit. I was like, eh, it seems okay, maybe a little underdeveloped. I think it was on Epic Game Store first, um, something like that. So I didn't care all that much. But apparently Rare made that, and I didn't realize that. I didn't either. But Rare from out. such uh, games as Banjo-Kazooie, mm-hmm. Conquers. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good idea. I, I guess not everybody would know who the rare games are. Back from N64 days got their big fame. Yeah. Um, and it actually doesn't look terrible. Uh, it looks like they've added a fair amount of content. It's got good reviews on Steam. Um, and I'm like, uh, maybe I'll wishlist this. I'll take a look at it later. I might watch an updated trailer then mm-hmm. to at least give it that. Yeah. Because I, I don't hate the idea. And people are like, if you just like exploration for exploration's sake and finding out fun things to do, then this is the game for you. So I'm like, yeah, no, I like this. Yeah, it's definitely me. That's why I just leave my house for hours on end. <laughs> right. just wanna, I just want to get a feel for my surroundings. Just wander out there. Um, and I would be remiss. I said yesterday, but yesterday is not going to be yesterday when you guys listen to this. June 3rd <laughs> is when CFPs came out. June 5th, also the past, wink, uh, is when the Command and Conquer Remastered Collection comes out, um, which one of our friends is uh, adamantly interested in, I would say. I'm going to ask who. You're going to say their name, and I'm going to go, they would. Who? Yeah. AJ. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he would. (laughs) (laughs) He's uh, very much a... uh, war enthusiast as far as video games are concerned yeah he uses the word murder a lot um but but this is the this is the first game in all of his expansions and uh red alert one and expansions there's a lot of cool things about this uh it's rare that i say that about an ea published game but it looks like they put a lot of effort into it they got the original composer to like re-record live record uh a lot of the like the tracks nice. get higher quality uh, versions of them. And uh, I don't know everything about it. These last couple of years have been remasters like through and through. It seems like we get half of the games released the year are actually remasters of old games. But sometimes I don't hate it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've heard resident evil has been doing a good job recently. Mm. Um, I don't really play those, but just from what I've picked up from what I've gathered, mm-hmm. Another thing coming at some point, which was mentioned at E3 and I think we touched on once, is uh, Fall Guys, hmm. published by Devolver Digital. Oh, yeah. It's the battle royale of essentially being like a little jelly bean person and going through a Takeshi's castle style, very cartoonish series of challenges where you start with like 100 people 
and yeah. it gets dwindled down per round or challenge. Mm-hmm. I think that's just going to be a fun party game to do at lands, etc. Was this the uh, almost like WarioWare mini games, uh, weeding people out round by round? Uh, it seems like a lot of people are being weeded out. I'm going to send you a link. <laughs> yeah, uh, Meta Chat. Uh, it's yeah. the first one in that list of like some IGN game list. This very first picture is uh, The Last of Us Two. So I don't. <laughs> oh, number number nine. <laughs> Yeah, it just it looks like a very fun party game. Oh yeah. Um so this is I, I actually did see the trailer for this and this is largely I think the WarioWare idea I was thinking of is it's just like um goes from mode to mode and you'll have some goal to like run around and try not to die and the last couple people move on to like the next mode. It's it, it does look tremendously fun. Parts of it are like um uh gang beasts almost i get some like yeah. gang beast vibes here but just tons tons of people very loose physics based mm-hmm. now that is really cool um entirely unrelated to that uh prey was released on gog so for our all of our listeners who don't use steam because of steamworks drm uh, totally recommend that it uh, it was on sale when I last looked at it and I refused to open the link again to see if I would now be incorrect um, but uh, I think we both liked Prey yeah Prey was really good it's another one of those interactive sim feels mm-hmm. I care about the story I get invested in trying to cheat the game as much as possible by finding alternative methods to solve a particular particular problem mm-hmm. and really then not being that, able actually. to ever open doors because I don't have the right level of password ability or cracking. I actually, on our last, on my last attempt through the game, I uh, used a speed run strat to mantle a, over an object, which put me outside of terrain, jump onto a key card which was a collidable object and if you miss it you fall through space and die but jump onto the key card grab another key card which is just like a dev area where they put the items to be teleported elsewhere later Uh grab that key card jumped back into collidable terrain took a shortcut and beat the game freaking great love that game and you can play the game for 10 minutes as well if you follow (laughs) these guidelines (laughs) No, I I just I, I still appreciate it. I'm just glad it's not patched. Um another thing I wanted to draw a little bit of attention to was that Dave's shaking his head. Um you just you just don't. I, I just wanna bullet off full news things, I guess. I I mean, so this is something I wanted to talk about because it branched off of what we were talking about earlier. Um but I missed uh, Moist Critical's Smash tournament that happened like a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, then I went and I looked up like what this guy's been doing, and he's he and the people supporting him are literally providing all of the tournament support that Nintendo absolutely will not provide to the Smash scene. Yeah, uh, Nintendo is really shit for anything community based. 
Um, their online's always been fairly shitty. Uh, they don't seem to understand how to connect people to allow them to play games with each other. Um, their network's fairly shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but with everything that's been going on with having to do online tournaments, um, the fighting game scene is very active as far as its community. Um, so Moist Critical, who is a YouTuber, also a Smash enthusiast, mm-hmm. I believe he plays some as well, but I don't think he's obviously like a pro player, at least at that level, for, as far as I've seen. Yeah, no, but he does all right. He had like a $20,000 tournament that he kind of started, but then was uh, doing some casting with Alpharetta was on there. A bunch of other common casters for the Smash scene were there as well. Mm. And then they got pro talent from everywhere. Yeah. And what I didn't realize was the scope of this. This has been running from April. Uh, It's going to run through July. They've just had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different events uh, with the Europe uh, edition. They're calling this the quarantine series, if you want to Google it. Um, the Europe edition happening this last weekend. For, for people who listen to this episode, the weekend it comes out. Um, so anyways, if you also have any interest in Smash, as you know, all of our fans obviously do, because no one's ever written in about it, um, check it out. It's fun content. Yeah. Well, that's that's it, Dave. We've we've gone through it all. There's nothing left. Yeah, and I'm sure been... that everything will be fine next week, and we'll be able to record. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's gonna be weird because I have to actually look you in the eyes, the eyes, instead of you know monitor Jake. Because hmm. we're totally gonna yeah. record in person anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 2021 perhaps <laughs> um, like I said 2077 um, 2077 that's oh you're actually looking forward to the next time we can record together it's not a game it's just well, what did you think <laughs> yeah. oh man hopefully it doesn't take that long what have you been playing recently uh, Total War Warhammer um, I really like strategy games as it turns out and it is uh, Total War Warhammer 2, specifically. It's a very addictive one. And I will not go into details about it, but I recommend it. <laughs> it's it's fun. Um, trying to think what else I've been playing. A bunch of Flash games, actually, from the classics. Oh, like browser Flash games? Yeah. Um, there's a, a Flashpoint 8.0 thing you can find online that's basically this massive archive of Flash games. And the full download is something like 330 gigabytes, but it's basically every Flash game that was ever made. Um, But these people wanted to archive everything so it wouldn't get lost when Flash is completely disabled later this year. Um, And it's hecka cool. Um, There's also a non-330 gigabyte version, just 1.7. Uh, but it has all those classics, like those things we talked about in the previous episode, Defend Your Castle, all the Armor Games stuff, Newgrounds, all of that. Um, it's freaking great. I haven't had a, a yearning to go back and do some Flash stuff yet, hmm. but I could definitely see myself appreciating that throwback. Yeah. 
I think I mentioned last time the Lego games, or maybe it wasn't on the podcast, but the Lego games haven't held up as much as I wish <laughs> they did. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah, they always have a certain charm to them. But I'll always have system. Sh- oh. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, it's all going to crap. <laughs> uh, well, if you guys have ideas for things that aren't going to crap, uh, feel free to send them in. Thanks. No, uh, send them in so some podcast at gmail.com if you have ideas for new episodes. Um, or you can join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night. <laughs>